do these hard things, you build credibility with yourself. And when you build credibility with yourself, that's the same thing as trusting yourself. That's it. They build self-trust. That's what emotionally stable people do. That's the first thing they do. First and foremost is they build self-trust. morning everybody welcome to conscious rebel this is talon let's get into this today we're going to be talking about emotional stability uh more importantly the title of this one is called what emotional stable people do differently um that trains them for unpredictability and so let's dive into this um and let me give you 10 ways to become more emotionally stable but more importantly 10 things that an emotional stable person what they do differently um, and these are all super powerful. These are pulled from personal experiences, uh, from therapists, from psychotherapists, from cognitive behavior analysts, um, from neuroscientists, um, from athletes, from life coaches. All these are kind of compiled together of, of 10 really important things that emotionally, emotionally stable people do differently. Number one, emotionally stable people, first and foremost, they build self-trust. This goes back to confidence. Self-trust is the found foundational layer of confidence. You can't be confident and you can't be secure in, in yourself unless you trust yourself. And there's two ways that they build self-trust. Number one is by doing what they say they will do. That is where people steer wrong right from the get-go is they promise, 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 and they don't fulfill, they don't fulfill they don't fulfill. Now, we think that's detrimental to others and you lose trust with other people and you let people down, you lose friendships, all that occurs. But what's even worse than all of that is you lose credibility with yourself. Subconsciously, your subconscious mind is like a tape recorder. It records everything. And so as you say you're going to do things and then you don't follow through with them, your subconscious mind records that. And over time, it knows the, in essence, you're a bullshitter. It knows that you're not going to do what you need to do. The reason why that's dangerous is because when hard times come and you have to really step up and perform because the pressure is on, guess who knows you're going to fail? Your subconscious. So guess who's going to sabotage you? Your subconscious. This is where people steer wrong right from the get-go. I'm telling you, it's the, they don't do what they say they are going to do. Okay, so people who are emotionally stable, they do the opposite. They do what they say they will do. Those align. Their thoughts, their actions, and their words, they align. It's synchronicity. And once you have that alignment, you have manifestation. That's the first way they build self-trust. The second way they build self-trust is by doing hard things. The willingness to do hard things builds self-trust. It builds credibility quickly. Again, this is why I do cold showers every morning because it's difficult, it's uncomfortable, it's uncertain, it's not fun, it's hard. And every time I get out, I just did something I said I would do and also I built credibility with myself because it was difficult. By doing hard things such as fasting, such as limiting certain unhealthy foods, such as keeping a clean environment around you, when you do these hard things, you build credibility with yourself. And when you build credibility with yourself, that's the same thing as trusting yourself. That's it. They build self-trust. That's what emotionally stable people do. That's the first thing they do. First and foremost is they build self-trust. Number two, they say no to things. 
They set boundaries. They're not people pleasers. They don't say yes to everything. They say no to things because they know that their time and their energy is finite and that they they know that focus and attention is everything. So they use their power of choice and they wield that weapon to be able to choose where they focus their time and energy. So they say no to things that don't fit their goals, that don't align with their values, and that quite frankly just aren't a priority for them. You can't say yes to everybody. You can't say yes to everything. You're, if, if so, you become that people pleaser and then you erase those boundaries and you put others before yourself. When you put others before yourself, your self-trust starts to diminish, your light goes away, and then you become emotionally unstable. Okay, so people that are emotionally stable, they say no to things. Number three, emotionally stable people are wired for optimism. And let me add to that a little side note, this isn't natural. For some, it is. But for most people I know that are emotionally stable, this was a learned skill. This was a learned trait. They had to teach themselves and they had to rewire their brain over time to become the brain of an optimist. Optimism, it's practical. It's practicalities. Many studies have shown that optimists are more successful than pessimists. It's just, it's practical. Why would you not be an optimist? There's a quote, it takes me back to the quote by Albert Einstein that says, the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. That's the most fundamental belief you can make. Do you live in a friendly universe, meaning a universe that's working in your favor, that supports you, or a hostile universe, a universe that's working against you? Everything's difficult. Pessimism versus optimism, dark versus light, friendly versus hostile. You make the choice because it's yours. When you start to make that choice, that's when you begin the rewiring process. To rewire your brain, there's two fundamental principles to this. To actually physically rewire it, it's visualization and meditation. You combine those two, and when I say visualization, what I mean by this is that as you visualize an optimistic future, as you visualize what you want, not what you don't want, but what you want, as you focus on the good things, what you do as you're focusing on that thought, you then have to connect it to the feeling, the emotion. When you can combine both the thought and the emotion in real time through visualization, that's when you physically actually start to hardwire your brain. And so, as you think of that great future that you want, you have to feel the emotions of that future as if you were there, as if you were watching a movie. How does it feel? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? What do you see? What are the sounds going on? Actually think about this and you have to feel these things. That's when you start to actually rewire your brain because here's the key that Joe Dispenza teaches is that your brain doesn't know the difference between an actual experience and the thought of an experience. Because the outcome of both is an emotion. Your brain is inside of your skull. It doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know if you're actually experiencing that thing or if you're experiencing it in thought. It's, it's all the same for the brain. So as you're able to visualize a certain positive experience and then feel that as well, your brain thinks you're actually experiencing that and so it pulls and creates that future towards you. That's how you actually rewire your brain. Emotionally stable people they are wired for optimism, not by natural ability, but by choice and by hard work and by persistence and consistency. Number four, emotionally stable people are selective 
with their environment. Environment, environment, blah, 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 blah. This is environment is everything. People, energy, time, who you spend your time with. You're the average of the five people you spend your most time with. Your energy, where that time and that focus actually goes. Your environment, are you in a more dense or light environment? Are you in a more constrictive or expansive? Are you around people that are negative or positive? Do, do they lift you up or do they bring you down? Are you around plants? Are you around nature? Are you around the natural or are you around the artificial? Are you around toxins and molds and unhealthy things or are you around good smells and scents that absorb into your skin and have an effect on your brain? Emotionally stable people are selective with their environment. They know that environment is everything and you become your environment. You literally over time become your environment. So they are extremely selective with the people in their inner circle. They are extremely selective where they spend their time, where they live where they hang out with, who they hang out with, what thoughts they think, the media they intake. They are extremely selective because they know the input equals output and you absorb into your environment. Number five, emotionally stable people are not conformists. Believe it or not, they're not conformists at all. They're different. They, they live life to the beat of their own drum. They pave and trailblaze their own path. They're pioneers. They're not conformists. And this is why they're not conformists. Because one of the greatest keys to being emotionally stable in times of turbulence and chaos and unpredictability is the skill to adapt. Adaptability. Being comfortable with change and uncertainty. To do that, you can't fit into a box. In order to really have the gift and skill to adapt and be comfortable with uncertainty, you can't be a conformist. A conformist means fitting in. It means being the same. It means fitting within that box, following a certain routine, which is all the opposite of unpredictability and uncertainty. So people that are emotionally stable, they're not conformists. They're able to adapt and pivot and trial and error. They're able to fall on their face and fail and get back up and move forward. They're unapologetically, authentically themselves at all times because they know that that's where they need to go. And as they're true to their higher selves and they know who they are and they're self-aware, then when things crash and burn in chaos, they don't lose themselves because they've been true to themselves the whole time. Remember, belonging is the opposite of fitting in. To belong, you just have to be who you truly are. You don't have to add anything on top of that. You have to strip everything away and find out and remember who you actually are. Number six, emotionally stable people, they give to and they support others. They're constantly in a state of generosity. They're, they're constantly practicing gratitude and appreciation. They're constantly supporting others in their endeavors. They're happy when other people win. They're happy when other people succeed because they don't come from a place of lack. They come from a place of abundance. They believe that there's more than enough for everybody in the world. So if someone else wins, if someone else gets that promotion, if someone else gets that pay raise, they clap for that person and they're happy because they know that that doesn't take away from their blessings. They know that there's more out there for them and we're all interconnected. So they're happy for others. They give to others. They're generous and they just support others. And that creates this deep connection so that when chaos does happen in the world, they don't feel alone. And they also don't come from a state of fear of, of lack and hoarding because the whole time they've been practicing generosity. You can't give what you don't have. That's the science of this. And so if you're being generous, 
that means you're proving to yourself that you actually have a lot. You can't give what you don't already have. So if you give love to a lot of people, you're proving to yourself that, well, if I'm giving love, that means I have to have love to give. And so you convince yourself that, oh, I do have a lot of love. When you give money to others, you can't give money to others unless you have money. So as you give, 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 even if you really don't have any, but you still find a way to give, then you show yourself that, oh, I do have something because you can't give what you don't have. So whatever you want in life, give that thing away. If you want more love and acceptance, give love and acceptance. If you want more abundance in your life, give abundance. If you want more support from others, support others first. If you want more laughter and more joy in your life, make others laugh and make, help others to feel that joy. If you want to be in a relationship so bad, set someone else up in a relationship and watch them blossom. And you'll realize that through helping and giving to others and supporting others, it will come full circle back to you. Karma is practical. This is real. And emotionally stable people know this rule. They know this law of the universe. So they give and support others because they know that then proves to themselves that they are connected to the whole. Number seven, emotionally stable people, they establish sacred rituals. They're not necessary they're not necessarily creatures of habit or creatures of routine. I personally do not like routines at all, but I love rituals. I call it my morning routine. I do have a morning routine because I do it every morning. So it is a routine, but it's the rituals that I place emphasis on. <clears throat> my intermittent fasting, my meditation, my cold shower, my movement and exercise in the morning. Those are certain rituals that have almost become sacred for me because they're a time of stillness and peace to where I can ground myself back to my roots of who I am and therefore remain and maintain my emotional stability. So emotionally stable people, they, they establish sacred rituals and you have to experiment with that to find out what's best for you. But all great leaders that I know and titans of industry and people who are super emotionally um, solid they have rituals every day. They have daily rituals, whether that be a time they wake up, a certain food they eat at a certain time, uh, maybe a certain practice or affirmation that they vocalize, uh, maybe a certain thought or a format through which they meditate or visualize or do breath work, or maybe they call up a certain person um, every now and then. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter, but they have sacred rituals that they stick to, and these rituals help to keep inner authority and inner order. Because most of the time when there's unpredictability and chaos in the world, it's external. So internally, if you can stay calm through grounded rituals, then the external doesn't even matter. Number eight, this one's big. Emotionally stable people, they take care of their physical vessel. They know that your body is connected to the mind, which is connected to the emotions. So if you're emotionally rampant, if you're emotionally erratic and all over the place, chances are not all the time, there's exceptions, but I guarantee you, if you give me someone who is emotionally erratic and all over the place and having anxiety and panic attacks, I will find a physical symptom of that. There is some physical part of their body that they are neglecting. And as you're able to treat that, it's holistic. It helps to increase the others. There's a quote that I shared from the last podcast of a warrior. I'll, I'll reshare that. And it says, for the warrior, the body is as important as the mind because the two are inseparable. 
Danielle Bolelli writes, A person who knows there is a wild wolf living under the skin has less reason to be intimidated by reality. Even when the power of the mind is in doubt, the body can provide tangible proof. I promise you, taking care of the physical vessel is super important because as your mind starts to go crazy, as you may start to have anxiety over losing your job or there being riots or more violence or how do I raise my kids in this world and you start to feel the effects and start to have these emotions of anger or unpredictability or, or sadness or depression run through your body. Again, when all this is going on, if you can at least get your physical vessel in shape and, and healthy, the body will provide that tangible proof. You'll be able to look at it and say, okay, I at least have control of this. I can go to the gym. I can go on a walk every morning. I can do some breathing. I can have self-love. Like The body provides that tangible proof when everything else starts to kind of go into doubt. So take care of your physical uh, vessel. Uh, part of this is is goes back to self-awareness of knowing your body super well. When you know your body really, really well, not only does it add confidence to you and add add more um, durability and stability to your emotional uh, body, but you start to know what you need and what you don't need so you can get back to that balance, to that equilibrium and kind of find that center center stage for yourself. So knowing your body and having self-awareness is knowing what food is good for you, which food is medicine and which food is poison. It's knowing when you need to take a deeper breath because your emotions actually mirror your breaths. If you start to see when you get more anxious, panicking more, more stressed, your breaths get more shallow. So if you can start to breathe actually deeper and do breathing techniques, you can actually offset those emotions. So it's knowing when to breathe and it's, it's reading your body. It's knowing when things are getting chaotic with work or, or the family life. So you need to find more stillness. You need to meditate 10 minutes longer. You need to find more quiet time for your thoughts or to journal or to contemplate. It's getting to a point to where you know your body so well. You know that when you're off kelter, you know that when you need to get back to that equilibrium, to that homeostasis. And so you do that and you don't freak out about it. And that's why people who are emotionally stable, they know their body super well. And because they know it so well, when, when something gets out of order or spikes or drops, they don't freak out. They know how to get it back. They know their body super well, and they bring it back. That's the power of taking care of your physical vessel and having that self-awareness. Uh, number nine, they aren't afraid to be alone. Th one of the quickest ways I know um, and you actually can't, you can't get around this. You really can't. At some point in your journey of becoming emotionally stable, you're going to have to do this. They aren't afraid to be alone. The quickest way I know to become emotionally stable besides environment is to be alone, to spend time in solitude. There is no quicker way <laughs> to get to know how crazy your thoughts actually are. There's no quicker way to get to know that your thoughts of yourself are so warped. And, and that the way you view yourself is not actually how you are. There's no quicker way to find self-awareness of the body, of the mind, of the spirit, than to be in solitude. To be completely by yourself with no people, no distractions, no social media, no phone, no nothing. No food, no candy, no, no anything. Just to like be alone with just you and your mind. There's, there's I don't know of any more powerful and quick way to get right to the core of things. It's painful for sure, 
and you're going to have to face a lot of self-doubt and self-criticism and you're going to have to be able to handle um, some weaknesses that will show up and some demons that will be like, be exposed. But if you can fight through that and stay strong and be courageous in the face of that, you will create emotional stability quicker than any other method I've given you. There is a reason if you go back in time, if you read the Torah, if you read the Quran, if you read the Bible, all great leaders of spirituality or philosophers, they eventually at one point left society, left their community and went into solitude for some time. Why is that? Study that. Question that. There's power in solitude. And last but, la- not, not, uh, but, but, last but not least, number 10, emotionally stable people do not overreact or take things personally. The time between stimulus and response has been elongated for people who are emotionally stable. They have the power of choice. They don't react now, they respond. They get to choose how they respond because their emotions don't control them anymore and they don't identify with their thoughts and emotions. And because of that, they don't take things personally. They know that what anybody else says or does is just simply a reflection of themselves. If someone gets angry at me or reacts towards me or gets offended, it doesn't mean that I don't have things that I need to work on or I could have said something differently or any of those things. It means that their emotional reaction to that is all because of them. Something that was triggered that they need to work on and is a reflection of themselves. Emotionally stable people, they don't overreact. And they don't take things personally. They know that this life is short. They know that there is purpose to this life and it's so important. But paradoxically, at the same time, it doesn't matter at all. So they don't fret the big things. Those are the 10 things that emotionally stable people do differently than normal people. And that is what trains them for unpredictability. Spend time on your own. Become as emotionally stable as you can and get to know yourself so that if things do become more chaotic, you'll be okay. And you'll be able to help others to become okay themselves, and you'll be able to teach them these things. Thanks, guys.